We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, accompanied by my wife, Beth, and my son, Michael. Hey, hey everyone. Thanks for joining us. Ordinarily, the first part of the show, we talk estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through probate, avoiding court. It's very important in today's world. And as far as elder law is concerned, we're trying to save assets from nursing home bills. Now... We're, you know, in the middle of doing seminars this week, and uh, if you want to hear estate planning, still have a little bit of time to register, depending on what station you listen to this on. But, you know, we got an election coming up really in just a couple of weeks, and we're going to be talking politics, you know, this afternoon. We have a former congressman, Bob Turner, and a new candidate for Congress, Benin Hemden, who's trying to get a seat. Seat in Brooklyn. So, we, we, you know, we kind of got the old and the new and two different perspectives. So we're going to be talking politics again. Remember to vote on, you know, November 8th. If you want to hear about estate planning, give us a call at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Everything we do as far as estate planning, we usually do on a flat fee basis. We don't charge by the hour. We charge by the job. And there's no one right answer to everything. People ask me, what's better for me, a will or a trust? Well, there's not one plan that fits all. Everybody's a little different. Some of you have children you can work with. Some of you don't. Some of you may have millions of dollars worth of assets spread around in different states. Some of you may have $50,000 in the bank. Whatever your situation is, if you want to schedule an appointment with me, give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Now we're going to take a short break and then we're going to be talking politics for the rest of the show. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. 
Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, they are cousins, sisters, they are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Well, we'll talk about politics. We've got an election coming up soon. Uh, yes, I'm prepared to spew forth on uh, some predictions and okay good why i think this will happen all right um how, how long do you want me to um i'd say about 20 minutes but it's not a strict you know because we edit the program anyway so it 20 minutes is good if we go 21 fine if we go 18 fine Um, just give me a second. They're not bad, but I would like to get the microphone closer to the speaker. Why don't you get up there so you can talk? No. Please. 
Everybody loves your voice. All right. Uh, Congressman, try again. Just a couple words. Okay. Uh, do you need me to... Oh, no, uh, that's perfect. You're, no, you're good. Myself or? No, you're good. Thank you. Okay. This is just a, the mic tests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, we ready to go, Michael? Yes, I think we are. All right, let's count it down. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. Obviously, we got an election coming up very soon. And just to get some insight, we asked former Congressman Bob Turner to come on. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you, uh, Mike. Good to be here. Okay, so do you have any predictions as what's going to happen? <laughs> um, uh, I do. I do. And um, before I give you uh, my prediction, which is mathematical, um, I um, wouldn't mind expounding on what I think is happening and, and um, uh, where the public is going to be on a lot of these important issues uh, that are um, uh, economic, political, and, and social. So, well, go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, um, the um, uh, election, which is only 19 days away, uh, will probably center uh, on the economy and inflation. Uh, Americans historically have... have um, uh, voted with their pocketbooks, and uh, this will be no exception. And I think people are very concerned with the high cost of groceries, uh, gasoline, and uh, heating and utilities. Uh, and uh, I think there's only one place to look for much of this, and that's uh, at the Democratic administration. Um, as you go down the list, the, the uh, rise in crime, which is corresponding to the um, uh, Democratic um, uh, removal of, of uh, DAs uh, that were representing the public interest, and it seemed to put uh, public defenders in charge of uh, the, the justice system. Um, we have crime spiking uh, across the nation, and I think people are looking to who's to blame. Um, and I believe this and other issues are pretty much owned by the the DNC. Now, uh, the um, the so-called uh, uh, soccer moms and um, the working uh, people. Um, who have children in school are probably very concerned with with the recent trends of uh, wokeism and um, uh, racism. That um, if you are white, you're irredeemably uh, racist, uh, and if you're not, you are condemned to a second-rate status because of racism and can't really amount to much. I think this is wrong-headed, positively corrupt, and um, uh, people are taking notice. Uh, I think the um, uh, putting uh, gender identity uh, into the uh, classrooms 
and the way they're doing it is just a dreadful mistake and, and very harmful to not only the, the children that are maybe struggling with this, and that's 1%, uh, but everybody involved. And finally, we have um, just the uh, corruption that, that despite a pretty good cover from the, uh, the media, uh, the politicalization of the IRS, the Justice Department, the FBI, uh, the Russian hoax, uh, the, the Hunter Biden fiasco, um, th- this all mounts up, and, and I think people are pretty turned off uh, with uh, this administration. You know, and, and lastly, we just have uh, an administration that can't seem to tell the truth on anything. We have bungling incompetence, as we saw in, in the Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, the cumulative effect of all this is a major turning away from the, uh, uh, I, I predict, of the, of the Democratic Party. How do you uh, think this the is... The leadership of the Democratic Party, both in the... Uh, in uh, uh, Congress and, and the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, uh, have been, and the White House are taken over by the, the loony uh, left, uh, whose policies are um, destructive and, and um, uh, not working. So um, we put all that together. And uh, the, the DNC uh, owns these issues. They've alienated the, the working class, the middle class, and I think America is just fed up. How do you think this so, is going to translate to the next Congress? What do you think well, the next Congress is going to look like? I think that the, um, the Republicans will win uh more than 40 seats, um, which is a lot higher than a lot of the pundits are saying, or they're, they're talking about 15 or 20. Um, and uh, I think we take the, uh, we Republicans take the Senate with um, uh, at least three seats. Um, and uh, all of that may be enough to uh, put a, um, uh, a check or reins on the, um, uh, the White House uh, that has been um, uh, governing not only with the support of, of uh, unanimity in, in the uh, Democratic Congress, uh, but um, uh, it's been done with executive order and unchallenged, that will be challenged. And I think we can uh, reverse some of this and um, uh, slow down the, uh, the decline. So um, it, it will proceed uh, um, even on this slow decline while the, the Dems... Uh, still hold the uh, White House, 
but I, I think this will be a, a very positive step. How do you think it's going to affect us here in New York? What do you think is going to happen come November 9th in New York State? Um, Tough to say in a state which just hasn't, and a city that hasn't turned out um, uh, large numbers. I I can remember uh, when uh, Loda was was the most qualified candidate that may have ever run, run for mayor. Uh, we had a turnout of 23%, and uh, he only got 7 or 8%. And um, de Blasio won with 16%. Awful. Yeah, now that is bad. But, but uh, are people more ma- motivated now than they were back then? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Hochul will lose. Um, and um, the, the upstate... And um, uh, enough, even New York City, uh, I, I think she will only get maybe 62 uh, uh, or 3% of, of New York City vote, which isn't enough to do it. It will not offset um, uh, upstate and, and Long Island. Now, I understand Mike Henry, the, you know, Attorney General Letitia James is in trouble, according to some polls, which astounded me. Well, um, I, I think her concentration on this uh, ham-handed, inept uh, pursuit of, of uh, Trump on issues that are of no importance to us, uh, hurting her, particularly when the rest of the state is uh, uh, dealing with this no bail and and. Uh, easy release um, and non-prosecution of, of small crimes. The, the um, levels of, of um, shoplifting and, and turnstile jumping are ridiculous. Um, and we're not doing anything about it. And an, an attorney general is asleep at the switch or in support of, of this type behavior. So uh, I think um, Letitia may be in for um, some trouble, and I think she's taking her, her cue from this loony left that, that is still controlling the, the top of the party. What do you, How do you think abortion you know, is going to factor into it? I mean, it seems like in some cases that's the only thing some Democratic candidates are talking about. polls on, on abortion are, are very cloudy. You know, at, at the heart of the issue, uh, I don't think anyone is going to, de- uh, to, to uh, going to uh, criminalize abortion. We, we would try and discourage it, we Republicans. Um, we certainly don't want public money, our taxpayers' dollars, in support of this. And I think there may be some restrictions in the hearts and minds of people on on late term, which is barbaric. And he's uh, so when the the polls suggest that a lot of people are interested in in abortion, that, that cuts so many different ways. And it's such a complex issue. 
I wouldn't take that to the bank. And I don't think that is going to help the Dems, except in in their most committed uh, uh, votes, and, and that they're already 100% Democrats, so we needn't get too concerned with it. I don't think abortion is going to be a um, critical issue at all. But it does seem that a lot of Democratic candidates are hammering at that, making even absurd claims about, you know, I, I heard Swalwell has an ad in California that it's going to make, you know, they're going to arrest women who've had abortions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, which that happening um, in California is so absurd, you know. The, uh, yeah, the absurdity of that, but what are they running on? They're certainly not going to run on the economy and inflation and crime and and all the things that matter to people um, so they can make up these nonsense scenarios uh, about uh, an abortion, uh, abortion issues that, that aren't really even on the table. Um, so uh, I don't... Um, I don't think they have anything positive to run on, the Dems. No, I, I don't see it, but of course I haven't been a Democrat <laughs> in my lifetime. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, like, what? Beth you, wants to say something. Hello, how are you? I'm just, there, there's so many people that might not know your background, and I just, because you're saying things that are, as far as I'm concerned, right on point. Um, can you please tell everybody about who you are and how you got into politics? Because you didn't have okay. to. Uh, I was um, uh, reasonably happily retired, uh, and I was about 70 when um, this Obamacare came through, and, and uh, I was yelling at the television set. <laughs> my wife said, uh, why don't you do something about it? Instead of... So I said, okay. And up to that point, I was not really involved in politics. Uh, I had never even been to a fundraiser. I had sent people money, but... So um, I saw somebody from the conservative party, a friend of mine and neighbor, Mike Long, and uh, Mike said, well, we're looking for a, a business guy who's kind of clean. <laughs> and uh, uh, I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll uh, try and take on Wiener. And uh, we did a grassroots uh, campaign and on election night we wound up with 41% of the vote and uh, that since went down a little bit through some absentee and other scrambling that the, the Dems did but it was uh, a loss but it was an impressive loss enough that when Rena was um, exposed as it were um, <laughs> that um, I was asked to do it again, to run again. And I was trying to get somebody else to do it, and they wouldn't, so <laughs> uh, I did, and oddly won. Um, 
the, the victory was impressive enough that um, they made sure the Dems that that wasn't going to happen again by redistricting. Right. They took my old district and cut it into five pieces, each one in a very heavily democratic skewing area. So uh, they were going to make sure that didn't happen again. Well, I I didn't uh, I didn't think Democrats did things like that. Oh, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> they, they are notorious for it. <laughs> let, let me ask you something. I can't believe that Anthony Weiner is coming back into the public eye. Well, he is he is back in the public eye. I mean, do, do, do people have no shame today? Or uh, no, well, Dems don't really have shame, so. And um, the, the truth be told, we New York would have been better served with Wiener than de Blasio. Yes, you're right. And, and yeah. It, it, it's, it just and I'd vote me. for Hunter Biden over <laughs> Anthony Wiener. <laughs> I think that's going a little bit too far. Uh, if no. we have to pick the devil. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so... Well, when I, I know the president's speech today was about all the wonderful things he had done. You know, he's brought the deficit down and he's given all these people jobs. I mean, it was just it was astonishing what he was saying. Um, but there's going to be some places. I mean, inflation hits everybody everywhere across the nation. But crime, I mean... Our poor Bay Ridge hit the front page of the Daily News saying we're not so nice a place to live anymore with all the break-ins and all the bad things happening around here. We have helicopters flying around every night. There were three robberies on our street within a week. Three robberies, robberies or burglaries? Um, burglaries. You know. Okay, just curious. Yeah. yeah. No, there were three burglaries. I'll explain that a little bit later to the yeah. audience. Okay. As long as there are no consequences. And we have repeat uh, felons who are turned loose as fast as they uh, commit the crime. Well, if they come to our house, they're going to be shot. So. <laughs> well, no, but here's one thing. I mean, people yes. need to remember this, too. This, you know, no bail was voted in by the Democrats... And it was when the Republicans lost the state Senate a few years back. And then yep. chaos reigned. And then, you know, people that we thought were moderate Democrats voted, in effect, to have no bail. Basically, you know, if, if nonviolent crime, if you go into a bank and you rob a bank with a gun, but you don't fire the gun, you can get out on bail. And one of the things, too, is a burglary is, is you know, a, a crime which does not qualify for uh, for bail. So if somebody breaks into their house and steals your personal items in your house, that's not a crime to which bail is enforced. And I mean, to me, that is incredible. And I'm so sorry. This is for me. Robbery, burglary, what's the difference between the two? Burglary is basically somebody breaks into your house or your business and there's no violence involved, you know, except taking your, your property. Robbery is ordinarily if you take... Uh, assets or whatever, or attempt to take assets from your person. In other words, somebody goes up on the street to you, they pull a gun on you, say, give me your wallet. That's a robbery. Somebody breaks into your house, 
and they don't confront you and and so forth that's a burglary well another question both the personal invasions of your you know of well, your uh, of your integrity space. and so forth yeah well, well what about the businesses you know they crash through the door they break up everything inside what's that and one of the well, that's one a burglary of our, if there's no business there yeah and one of our favorite italian restaurants just the other day uh what it was it two was days smashed, ago right luliano's got broken in into and... because you know to hack the cash register right all right let me uh, let's get back to your prediction is how many seats turn republican this year in the congress you said 40 uh that's my prediction oh i okay. hope i hope so we hope so listen Thank you for what you did for us here. And, you know, you represented part of Brooklyn once. And we appreciated it so much. And I appreciate Brooklyn. And hopefully we'll talk after the election and see, you know, hopefully you're, you're maybe even underestimated your numbers. Yeah, will you come back on? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Thank Congressman you Congressman so Bob much. Turner, thank you for being on Connor's Corner. Representative, okay. thank you so much thank for being you. here. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, goodbye. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for. Because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, they are cousins, sisters, they are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Uh, again, we're, you know, it's an election year again. We've got a, a lot of elections going through New York State, but congressional elections are always important. And right now we have the Republican conservative candidate for the U.S. House seat, District 10, Benin Hamden. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Connors. I'm privileged and honored to be here today for the second time. The last time around we were talking about our race, uh, my race against uh, Bill de Blasio, and uh, now things have uh, taken a different turn. Uh, this time around I'm facing uh, Dan Goldman, uh, Nadler's attorney, and the guy who uh, led the impeachment trial against President Trump. So again, I'm honored to take your questions today and uh, discuss my platform and what we can do for the city of New York. Yeah, well, let me ask you, what, what issues do you think, uh, I mean, everybody's concerned about crime, everybody's concerned about the economy, but what do the people in the district tell you? People in my district, uh, specifically in my community, Borough Park, are fed up with crime right now. And the way to handle crime, there are several ways to, to tackle the issues of uh, rising crime right now. And the first one is, is supporting our law enforcement. I've heard a lot of, you know, constituents have lost their trust and faith in law, our, in our law enforcement officers. But right now, we're, we need them more than ever. Uh, we need to, if anything, we need to allocate more funding for our law enforcement. 
I understand that there are some flaws that need that we need to work on internally, and we can, you know, create programs for for our law law enforcement officers. For example, training programs that will, you know, educate them on how to handle a situation properly. Um, but you know, eliminating the police force altogether altogether is not something that we should entertain right now in this time of day, especially under uh, Katie Hochul's uh, policies right now. We need to be tough on crime. Uh, we also, uh, second thing I would recommend is uh, looking at different ways we can prevent crime in our area, in our home, setting up alarm systems. Uh, these are all preventative measures that we can take um, in our community, tell our friends, our neighbors, um, you know, spread the word and how we can actually secure our area, make it, um, you know, increase security. And things like that will actually deter uh, criminals from, you know, in, in, interacting with, with constituents um, in, in my area, Borough Park, in Bay Ridge, where I am right now. Uh, so it's important that we help each other in a time where New York is ill, New York is sick. Uh, we need to bring it back to the, to the way it was uh, under uh, former Mayor Giuliani. And uh, I really like to mention uh, former Mayor Giuliani because he was very tough on crime. Uh, we need to bring back his tough on crime policies. And uh, and right now, crime is actually one of the main main issues uh, in my platform. And it's important that um, public safety is always put first, even on a national level. Uh, you know, we have politicians that think this is a, a local issue. No, it is a local issue. It is a state issue and it is a federal issue. So I will enforce legislation um, that concerns uh, our public safety. Now. You know, some people are going to say, well, wait a minute, You're if you go to Washington, how are you going to help us here in New York about crime? The first thing I would do is work with the mayor of New York City, work with other representatives in other districts. Uh, it's important that we create a plan, uh, a plan that will, you know, part of the plan would be to repeal bail laws. We have prisoners who are committing crime over and over again because they know that if they commit a crime today, they're going to be let out on the, onto the streets the next day. So it's important that uh, we work with other representatives, whether they are Democratic, Republican, uh, conservative, whatever, whatever party affiliate, political party affiliation they are, it is important that we all work together uh, to revive New York City. Let's and go to back protect a minute. Why did you decide to to get into politics? Why why run for office at this point? Great question. I started off uh, working. Uh, I would like to say volunteering, uh, volunteering for the Peter Cordellis uh, Senior Care Center in Queens, and then moving forward uh, upon graduation from St. John's University, I uh, started volunteering at the Masbia Soup Kitchen, and I started listening to different stories about immigration, legal immigration, um, not illegal immigration, because I had uh, neighbors who had issues uh, just filling out a um, filling out a form, an application. It's as simple as that. And their, their representative wasn't available at the time. And uh, I'm, I'm referring to uh, Jerry Nadler. And I realized, you know, simple issues like that, employment, uh, people had issues uh, applying for a job. Uh, they also needed access to, to their representative and they couldn't find that access. So I realized that we needed a representative who was going to be on ground, engaging with constituents, answering their questions and actually delivering. Uh, that's what we need to see this time around. We need to see delivery. We need to see action. Um, and we need to we need to have, you know, a representative like myself on ground um, and listening to everyone everyone's everyone's issues and and uh and basically trying to find solutions to those to the, those issues 
You know, it's it's my understanding over the years, the idea of constituent services has kind mm-hmm. of gone down the drain a little bit. It used to be every elected official would have lo- local offices, would have staff to help people with problems. And I really don't quite sense that today. That's that's an important point. Um, yes, there are offices. Uh, you know, having an office is not enough. You can open an office but not be available. The office is always closed. And that was the situation with Jerry Nadler. His office was four blocks away from where I live in front of Leif Erickson Park. And every time I passed that to go to the train station, I would see his office closed. His gates were closed. So it, t- it tells you a lot. It tells you that he... He isn't available in in Brooklyn. He could be available in Washington, but he's not available in a district, uh, in an area that he represents. Um, So at least if you're going to open an office in Brooklyn or in Manhattan, um, you have to have some part-time availability and not have your, uh, have the calls, you know, um, directed to your secretary or assistant. The representative should also be taking calls directly from voters. Now, what, you know, things have been, the lines have been redrawn and everything else, but where, where is your district? New York 10, what, what is it? Give so us it covers, um, uh, upon redistricting, uh, it's, the Upper West Side is no longer a part of the district. It's, uh, it's now a part of District 12. Uh, so it's now, I still cover parts of uh, Brooklyn and Manhattan. So it is, a, it is a relatively large district, and we still have areas of Borough Park, Bensonhurst, uh, Park Slope has become a new area as part of District 10, uh, and parts of Manhattan, uh, like uh, the FIDI Financial District, um, Lower East Side, uh, Chelsea, parts of Chelsea. Uh, So it's it's a huge district, and that's why it's important to do as much outreach as possible. And and again, crime is an issue. Inflation, I think that is, I I think our senior citizens are most interested in, in, you know, being safe. But inflation, especially if you're on a fixed income, has tremendous toll on your life. Mm-hmm. The first thing we need to do when it comes to inflation, we need to cut taxes. Uh, I come from a background in business. I worked as a risk analyst for a few years where I under I was underwriting different uh, projects uh, in the Middle East and uh, the GCC region and some projects here in North America. And I, you know, I, I, some of my work consisted of uh, conducting risk assessments, risk mitigation analyses, and any, you know, all the different types of assessments required to evaluate the risk reward profile of a project. And I realized that um, cutting taxes would be, uh, you know, an essential, a key a component of of making it easier for those who are living in New York because it would raise the you know raise the quality of living. Now another thing is people always say inflation is the problem. You know I always hear it's inflation, inflation, inflation. No, it is not inflation, not just inflation. That's what the major companies, the corporate giants, make it look like. It's actually the problem is corporate concentration. Uh, we only have about you know. Uh, Three companies, you can count them on your fingers, three companies controlling the energy sector, another three companies controlling the, uh, uh, you know, toilet paper, diaper, uh, those products. And then you have, uh, you know, three other companies controlling the oil and gas sector. Um, so those companies want to maintain power. So for them, inflation is actually an advantage. For us, it is not. But they're pocketing more money during this period. 
Why? Because there is, you know, taxes are high, uh, prices are high. So it's an advantage for them. So we need to talk about how we can tackle um, what they call inflation. It's actually corporate concentration. So we need to do that by actually uh, providing more to small businesses, um, creating uh, more competition because the lack of competition is, is basically what's resulting in that corporate concentration I'm referring to. Um, so we definitely need to encourage competition. Um, I have friends that say, you know, I have a, a friend who owns a clothing store and she was like, there's a clothing store that opened right across the street from mine. And I'm like, why do you see it that way? You have your own value proposition and they have their own value proposition. So why don't you work together? And, you know, what they call garment district and, and, uh, Harold Square in Manhattan, maybe you guys can, you know, come together and call call it, uh, you know, Fashion Town or something. So, you know, get creative, encourage one another, build one another. And that's what I see as teamwork here. And uh, and these are, you know, one of the ways to tackle inflation uh, during this period, period in time. What kind of legislation do you envision to help tackle inflation? The problems you see it is concentration. Um, the the first one is I would, uh, you know, encourage uh, small businesses. I would pass legislation that would, um, you know, one of the legislation I would sponsor is helping helping small businesses grow by allocating more funding for small business programs, uh, such as the PPP program uh, that was established um, where they provided PPP loans to small businesses. You just want to make sure it's getting to the right people um, and the right owners of the business. That's That's the first thing I would do here. To encourage like, how, competition. How because a lot of the PPP money went to large corporations. And, Correct. And I'm not opposed to that necessarily, but that was one of the complaints. It, uh, not, not enough money quite went to the small businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and the mom and pops, if they're, you know, working the business themselves, yes. wouldn't get any money in theory. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. So, uh, you know, it was their first time. It was the government's first time in, in uh, providing PPP lo- loans. And just like uh, what ha- what had happened with uh, when President Trump was uh, issuing checks for different people, you know, they started using names of dead people to obtain those checks. So we need to create more stringent regulations uh, in, in place where we can we know exactly where this check is going and uh this is this is a process that we need to recreate basically i'm i'm curious uh, so dead people were getting the ppp loans yes there were so many that you know but wasn't that uh, supposed to be processed with banks and verification when i'm just well, uh, here's the thing. So uh, there is a pre-qualification process in place that they have, uh, but not every bank was actually following those pre-qualification rules. Um, I, I, I'm not going to name any banks yeah. that I, I'm, I'm aware of, but um, there have been instances where even banks were giving, you know, giving out loans to a community uh, to go, go and buy homes. Um, so it's 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 not as complicated as it sounds. Uh, you, you know, again, it's 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 putting a, a system in place where they cannot, where people uh, and businesses cannot bypass. Why did why did you decide to run as a Republican? Wouldn't it, you have a better ch- chance of opportunity if you ran in a Democratic primary? Excellent question. I was raised as a, I was born and raised in a conservative household. Uh, so my values and principles are conservative and Republican. Uh, so to me, uh, you know, being raised in a conservative Republican household, uh, you know, 
to me that it basically so my, my you know my, my my mother as a christian maronite my father a muslim i both of them have similar values i went to catholic school uh, for undergrad, I went to St. John's. For grad, I also went to St. John's University, and it was required uh, for me and for every student that enrolls in a uh, Vincentian University to take three uh, theology classes. So I read the Bible in and out, and uh, and to me, it made sense, you know, that to run on a line that basically reflected my values and who I am as a person. Okay. Uh, now, obviously, you're going to get where your districts you're going to get a lot of blowback or whatever. What kind of blowback are you getting from some of the traditional liberal Democrats? Well, the first community that um, that I want, that I want them to feel heard, I want them to feel um, appreciated, and it's a large community actually in New York City, and especially in my district, uh, District 10, is the LGBT community. Uh, so this, this is one of the things I want to address. I want them to know that, you know, they... They will have a representative like myself where um, I will reach out to them and see how we can work together and propose plans and ways where we can merge forces uh, for the betterment of our city. So I take it then you're, you, you have a libertarian streak to you. Uh, I would say that, um, well, you mentioned blowback. So yeah. um, this is the community where I have been receiving, uh, you know, questions and concerns on, on how I would, especially from Park Slope, uh, an area that I've been doing so much outreach um, because I know that they have a concern right now since they don't have uh, they don't have a choice between someone who's running also as a moderate Democrat with conservative values as well. In that case, Dan Goldman. So I want them to know that I'm open-minded as to to hear what they have to say and learn more about what their concerns are. And you know, how, I I think well, we just spoke to Congressman Turner, retired Congressman Turner, a little while ago. He thinks there's going to be about 40 seats switched over in the next Congress. You have any idea about that? Not, not much predictions. Not much. Okay. I haven't run my uh, statistics on that yet. Okay. So I cannot answer it. All right. Well, what do you have to say to the you know the audience that happens to be in district and and name the the neighborhoods again? So. So uh, starting in Brooklyn, uh, that would be uh, Bensonhurst, Borough Park, Park Slope, uh, some very small part of Bay Ridge uh, until sixty sixty seventh Street, and. Um, Diker Heights as well, and then going moving on to Manhattan, uh, that I would start in the Lower East Side, uh, parts of Chelsea, Fidei, Battery Park, and uh, there's one um, one more I'm missing here. Hmm, there's one more I'm missing, and it's Is on my mind. Contiguous, or but it's a very very around? large district. It's continuous. Yes, it is continuous. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Now, for those of us in our audience who really love to hear about Otto or hear Otto on the radio when he starts barking. Uh, the the pet care center that he, the daycare center that he goes to is in her district. So oh, wow. that's something to consider when right next to Leif Erickson Park. Amazing, which yeah. is Leif Erickson Park is only four blocks away from where I live. Exactly. So, so he's my neighbor. <laughs> Amazing. Where is he right now? He's right Hiding here. Somewhere. Yeah, okay. So election day, November 8th. Get yes, out and vote. Please. And 
Let's mm-hmm. not have a repeat of the de Blasio days where nobody went out to vote and we got him as a mayor for eight years. Please, let's vote. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yes, and hope please. for the best. Mm-hmm. On yeah, November yeah. 8th, get out the vote. Tell your friends and neighbors, even if you have to take a day off, it's very important that we make this year happen. It's 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 on well, our early side. Too. There's it's, nobody I think has to take a day off. There's early voting. Correct. Exactly. So early voting has already started. And uh, please, it's it's make it your duty as as a citizen of this country to go out and vote. Benin right. Hamdan, please. Yeah. Vote for her. Thank you Republican very much. conservative for the U.S. House seat, <laughs> District 10. Thank you for being on. Thank Connors you very Corner. much, Mr. Connors. Really appreciate you having me today. Thank you again. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888 888- Nine five four seven four six three, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number six two five nine one, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number three four three eight four nine nine zero, Stewart Avenue, Suite six six zero, Garden City, New York one one five three zero. Licensed mortgage banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors accompanied by my wife beth yes i'm here and my son michael hello everyone thanks for joining us so we're just looking for two people who decided to enter the the public fray and you know listen i'm very thankful to people because it's very hard to run in today's world i mean it it really is uh you know a thankless job to run especially if you got a good shot of losing or maybe a better shot of losing than winning it's not that hard to, you know, put on the straps and go out there and fight. So I'm 
I'm thankful to the the people who are going to do that. And you know, we've got a good friend, another one, Joe Pinion, who's you know, his speeches that we've seen. You know, I I saw him once. You saw him a second time at the Conservative Party. But I mean, you know, he's out there in the fray and he's breaking type and just trying to do his best to build this state up. So, you know, get out in there a hopeless and battle. In a yeah. hopeless battle. Yeah, and here I understand that uh, Mr. Henry is ahead of Letitia James in some of the polls. Which is amazing. So, and with no money, shoestring campaign budget. So, you know, listen, we need a change in New York. We need a different attorney please general vote. in New York State. Things please, are out of hand. Please, please vote. Um, inflation, crime, man, it's hard up here. And we had, no, and we had an assassination attempt on our gubernatorial candidate. And, you know, it was Lee Zeldin that was attacked. He's he's the fellow we're rooting for. Okay, so, you know, we're wrapping up the show right now, so we'll see you at the same time and places next week. If you want to schedule an appointment with us, give us a call at 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. Thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC.